Peace Corps gives us a chance to show a side of our country which is too often submerged. Our desire to live in peace, our desire to be of help. There can be no greater service to our country and no source of pride more real than to be a member of the Peace Corps of the United States. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the My Peace Corps Story podcast. I'm your host, Tyler Lloyd, and I'm here to help tell the stories of current and returned Peace Corps volunteers. If you like what you hear today, be sure to let me know over at MyPeaceCorpsStory.com and connect with me on Instagram at MyPeaceCorpsStory or on Facebook by searching for My Peace Corps Story. Additionally, head on over to Apple Podcasts and leave a review for the show. Five-star reviews are extremely appreciated, but more than anything, I want to know what you think so I can better serve my audience. If you've listened to the podcast before, you can tell that the music is a little bit different. Today's episode is a holiday Peace Corps episode. Rather than interviewing just one volunteer, I've talked to a few volunteers about their experience celebrating the holidays in their Peace Corps country. I really like these thematic episodes and hope to do more in the future. If you enjoyed this episode, please let me know. Reach out via social media or give me a comment on Apple Podcast. How are you spending your holiday season this year? How did you spend it while you were in Peace Corps, if you were a Peace Corps volunteer? What traditions did you pick up that you brought back with you? These are the things that I wanted to hear from volunteers. If you have a unique story, be sure to reach out next year and tell your holiday Peace Corps story on the My Peace Corps Story podcast. Here are their stories. This is this is this is this is my my Peace Corps Peace Corps my Peace Corps my Peace Corps story story story. Hi, I'm Catherine Fitch. I am serve, currently serving in Ukraine in youth development. And I have been serving from March 2016 to now. Uh, In Ukraine, Christmas is not December 25th. In fact, stores are opened and people are walking around all like normal business on December 25th because it is later on after January, in January, January 9th. Christmas is also 12 days. So the song 12 Days of Christmas really feels that way. However, the most important night is the night before Christmas and then the day of Christmas. Christmas is also not a giving exchange holiday here in Ukraine. Um, and instead, it is all about being with the family. It is a very important day uh, for all family members to get together and you usually return to your grandmother's house and everyone comes. Uh, and you wait until you see the first star, and then you start having Christmas dinner. And what Christmas dinner is compiled of in Ukraine is 12 dishes, and each dish is made without meat, dairy, or oil. Um, and so it's very hearty food, like with lots of bread um, or special sweet things um, that are only made for Christmas. You won't have it any other time of the year. For example, they have this oatmeal dish called kutya, uh, which is made with, if I remember correctly, five five different types of grain and honey, and it's so tasty. If you like, if you like grainy or honey esque, like muesli. Um, another thing, another interesting tradition is on Christmas, a group of local carolers come around. They sing traditional Ukrainian carols, 
but they're all dressed up uh, like from the characters from the from the Bible, uh, but not like Mary, Joseph, and uh, Jesus. It's usually the shepherds, Satan, angels, uh, a a beggar woman, or um, a Roma person here in Ukraine, uh, which is not the greatest. And um, and usually there is another a, a king. And they do a full performance for you about um, what's going on from the scripture. But the people that are the devil or the demons, they like capture you and they pick you up and they throw you in the snow. And it's all part of this big act. So it's also very funny. Um, and it's also at Christmas, you go from, if you're in a village in Ukraine, you go from house to house singing Christmas carols the next two days. Uh, in order to get to go inside your relative's house and be served another meal from the 12 dishes from the Christmas dinner. Uh, what I really enjoyed about Christmas in Ukraine last year uh, was the sense of family in the sense that even though I wasn't family, that I was still very much a part of the family celebrations. Um, and Christmas ends with what is called Old New Year, which is when they used to celebrate New Year uh, in January. And you have another special celebration uh, that is, again, all centered around the table without the 12 dishes. Um, but it's all about spending time together and discussing your goals for like not New Year's resolutions, but like your goals for yourself um, for the next year. And it's maybe one or two, not like American New, New Year's resolutions, which can be like forever long. Um, and, and they also are very big with Christmas lights in Ukraine, which is really cool because Christmas lights are awesome. And I just want to wish everyone happy holidays, Merry Christmas, and I hope you have a very happy new year. But if you're in Ukraine, you start out with happy new year and Merry Christmas. My name is Tanya Buckler, and I was a Peace Corps volunteer in um, from 1994 to 1996 in Gabon, West Africa. Uh, um, and I also returned... Um, it, it was at the time called Crisis Corps, but um, and then it, it was called something else. And I'm, I'm not really sure. Uh, Peace Corps response uh, later, but I also returned um, from 2001 to 2002 and served in Malawi in East Africa. Um, so I spent three Christmases um, in Africa, and um, when I initially uh, talked about my experience with the holidays, um, I said I didn't really have a story to tell, but that I, uh, I really enjoyed my Christmases in Africa more. They kind of gave me a love for Christmas again. <laughs> I had gotten to the point of being a bit of a Scrooge about Christmas back here in the United States. Um, and we had, you know, we did have lovely Christmases growing up, um, but I always felt like there was a certain amount of stress to um, our holiday season, uh, we, my family didn't have a lot of money, and I know my parents always wanted us to have everything that other kids had, so um, they wanted to put lots of presents under the tree, and, and um, I, I knew that they were stressed out. It, our holidays ended up being um, a time of joy, but also a time of uh, worry, I feel like, for families. So, I didn't know what to expect in Africa, in, um, in Gabon, for my Christmases. I had actually never been overseas uh, before I went into the Peace Corps. Um, so I graduated from college, and I, I wanted to join. And 
I was offered Gabon, and I went over, you know, in the summer of 1994. And so my first Christmas there was um, was that year, um, 1994. And when it came around, you know, I thought, oh, here comes Christmas. Of course, it it seemed much different. I grew up in Kentucky and Indiana, and Christmases were cold and a lot of times snowy. Um, and not so much in Western Africa, <laughs> but we still tried to, uh, you know, the volunteers around, we would we would try to do some sort of little tree, you know, some sort of maybe a tiny little um, a branch or something, and we'd, we'd hang some ornaments that family would send. Um, but we kept it really simple. There was no real gift exchange. I, I think maybe my first uh, Christmas in Gabon, um, there was maybe a little minimum gift exchange where we all did something silly, almost like a white elephant type thing. But I traveled that first Christmas way far away. I was in um, a little town called Fugamu, and I traveled to another kind of a bigger town, but um, what ended up being a couple days drive, a few days drive. <laughs> you know, you start out thinking it's not going to be that far, but um, to a town called Makuku, and to visit friends that I had made during our uh, stage or our training period. And I traveled with two other volunteers. And um, we, several times, were fairly sure that we were going to die on that trip. We <laughs> we ended up at some point in a, the flatbed of a, a truck with a man who was, um, we later realized, very drunk. And um, we, But we did make it <laughs> to... Makuku, and we had a wonderful Christmas there with other volunteers. Um, and before I left for Makuku with my, my Gabonese family back in Fugamu, I had celebrated, you know, by doing some small gifts. And, you know, just everything was so appreciated there. Um, my family, it was um, mainly a Catholic country, Gabon is. It was mainly, you know, colonized in, um, by... Um, well, by French, the French is the French-speaking country, but um, uh, Catholicism is the number one religion. And so it was celebrated in the church, and Christmas was recognized, and, you know, many people celebrated it. But it wasn't—it was a time of a lot of singing and a lot of um, fellowship, I would say, community. Um, people did buy gifts for each other, but it wasn't the main focus, I feel like. Um, I, I was actually born and raised Catholic, so I was very comfortable with the uh, form of celebration there as far as religion goes. But, um, but you know, I feel like for those folks who were actually celebrating the, the Christ in Christmas, you know, it wasn't lost yet. Um, I, don't, I don't know about now. That was a long time ago. But in any case, it hadn't been consumed by, um, by companies trying to market plastic toys and things. So in any case, that... That was a wonderful Christmas. Uh, the long trip and you know the near near <laughs> fatal accident and all encompassed. It still was just a beautiful time with friends. We made a lot of food, tons of food. We did try to get kind of some American type foods. Um, I remember the second Christmas, um, I was dating another volunteer, and he went to you know the quote unquote American store in the capital, Libreville, and bought a giant bottle of Aunt Jemima pancake syrup and I thought that was pretty much the best thing ever that I could have gotten for Christmas. That was my, my Christmas gift that year. Um, plus the packages that family would send, which often didn't get to us. If they got to us at all, they often didn't get to us until 
much later than expected. Um, <laughs> and, um, you know, also this was a time when we didn't have internet connections. We didn't have cell phones. So um, any little card or gift or anything that we got during these times was, was pretty special and made me appreciate my family back at home a lot more. And um, although I miss them over the holidays, um, you know, I felt that my presence, like our presence was almost um, sweeter, you know, with me being gone and with them being back here and kind of, you know, the celebration of uh, or the thought of us celebrating when I came back again, um, our togetherness instead of, you know, the stuff that we buy each other. Um, I did spend, of course, two Christmases in Gabon, and then in Malawi, I did spend a Christmas there, and I was, um, Malawi is uh, both Muslim and Christian, and so, you know, there were different types of celebrations in Malawi. Um, I got together with, with, once again, a few volunteers, and we did a very small celebration, uh, mostly uh, food was the kind of the center point, <laughs> cooking and, and having community. But, um, yeah, I, I actually miss that now. I, I have a daughter now, and we try to make Christmas more like that than um, the consumer-driven type Christmas that a lot of us have come to kind of dread. But um, but I don't think I'll ever have another Christmas like, like that first Christmas in Gabon, West Africa. Um, my name is Shannon Flaver, and first I'll apologize because I've had a cold week. This is the most I've been able to talk for a week. Um, I served in Morocco in 97-98. I was a health and sanitation volunteer in Essaouira province. So I was about an hour from the ocean in Morocco because Morocco has a lot of different um, weathers, actually. So I was not in the mountains or in the desert. I was actually a place that was pretty temperate. It just rained for three months. That was our winter where I was. Um, the first Thanksgiving, I was in a Peace Corps. It wasn't, like, it was a few months after training, but a bunch of the volunteers in my region got together. We were actually at an old castle in Morocco. Not what you think of as castle in Europe, but much nicer than, you know, a mansion here. It was a probably a couple hundred-year-old building. One of the volunteers lived there. Uh, you know, no electricity or anything, but we got together and we had a fresh turkey that they went and got the day before. And we all got together. And we I think we put up Christmas decorations, even though it was Thanksgiving, since we were all together. Uh, but it was the freshest turkey I've ever had in my life. And it was very nice to spend the holidays together. Some of the volunteers who had been there for a while, families came to visit, too. So we got to have fresh turkey and, I think, stuffing and then traditional Moroccan dishes also. And it was one of the few times that all the volunteers in the area got together. So it was just a nice way to spend the holidays. Um, I think for Christmas, only a couple of us in in our direct group got together. Um, Where I lived, I was not actually with any any other volunteers. There were just three or four in the general region. Um, The health and sanitation volunteers worked pretty much on their own in Morocco. So you got to do whatever you needed to do for your community. So whenever we got together, it was even more special. You know, we got to do things like, besides Thanksgiving, we also get together and just cook occasionally. Um, it was the only time in Morocco you'd ever hear English is when you were with the other volunteers. Um, the only other language, because if you were out in public, you would hear things like 
French from the tourists. I don't think I ever saw an American tourist in Morocco. Not where I was anyway. So for us, not only was the camaraderie getting together, it was the ability to speak in your native tongue that made it a lot of fun to get together with the other volunteers. Um, a few of them I'm still in touch with via social media. Unfortunately, since it's been 20 years, I don't talk to as many of them as I used to, but I do think about them a lot because for Peace Corps volunteers, there's usually your life is before Peace Corps and after Peace Corps because the impact it leaves on you during your service. Hi, I'm Jackie Zaccoli. At the time I was in the Peace Corps, it was Jackie Highland, H-Y-L-A-N-D. I served in Liberia from 1966 to 68. And the Christmas in Liberia um, was really very different. I will never forget it, mostly because of two different things, and I'll make them real fast. The first one was that the Army Corps of Engineers was down the road from us, probably five, six, maybe even ten miles down the road. And um, they would get care packages, and the care packages would be delivered by a, I don't know, large plane. P-49, I don't know what it was, it was a big plane, and it would drop it on the main road, which was exciting all by itself, and then we would get the packing material that was inside that box, besides all the wonderful things, and we would roll it, it was in a sheet, we would roll it, it was green, and it looked like a Christmas tree when you rolled it into a cone, and we would put the palm nuts, stick them into the packing material, and we'd have our own Christmas tree. Um, the country itself is um, mostly Methodist, and so it is a religious country, and so people would come door to door, almost like our Halloween, and ask for presents, and they would wear costumes as they came door to door, um, and we would give whatever we could to them. The other thing that I remember so vividly is that we were close to the missionaries there. They were our family. Um, and um, they would, uh, at Christmas time, would have the manger scene um, and the depiction of the story um, really acted out literally as I would have imagined it if it were black. And um, we would sit and look at this scene that didn't take much to look exactly like it probably was because that's the homes that they were in. So the straw and the... The, the different environments that you would think of as the manger scene and with them acting it out was something I will never forget because that was as close to the real deal as I could ever imagine being. So, yeah, it was beautiful. It, they didn't have any lights around and stuff like we do here. It was the simple beauty of the whole story of giving and receiving. And um, they also would baptize at that time in the river heaven forbid, I can only imagine what schistosomiasis they got, but the point was um, they were very religious and um, very much into being blessed and feeling blessed with whatever they had, as little as it was. So I really learned a new lesson about Christmas. My name is Tyler Lloyd, and you all know me as the host of this podcast. I served in Burkina Faso from 2012 to 2014, and Burkina Faso is a majority Muslim country. My uh, community where I lived 
it was about 60% Muslim and 40% Christian, but everybody was a certain degree of animist, the uh, sort of traditional religion, religion of Burkina Faso. Given that Burkina Faso is a arid climate, uh, there was definitely no snow, uh, probably 70-80 degrees on Christmas Day, uh, but it was so amazing to see the, the whole community come together and celebrate Christmas. It, it was both um, Muslims and Christians that would celebrate, you know, making a large family meal and going from house to house and just wishing everybody well. Because, um, you know, people in Burkina Faso always love to celebrate. And my, my second Christmas, I actually went back home to the United States and spent uh, time with my family. And it was much more enjoyable um, than, I guess, previous Christmases that I'd had with my family because there was sort of a renewed sense of what I was there for to, to celebrate with them. During my, my first Christmas in Burkina Faso, the only one that I was actually there for, um, I went to a midnight mass service uh, with my family. In the United States, I was raised Catholic, and it was so interesting to see uh, the service that was in a different language. Um, it was in Jula, not even French. And and to see the similarities, um, watching that Catholic service, I, I knew everything that was going on, you know, that the motions that they were going through, the prayers that they were saying, even though I didn't speak Jula, I, I knew what was being said. And I have a, actually a clip of the, the music that was being uh, performed um, that evening that I uh, would like to share with you guys. Definitely something that you wouldn't hear in a, in a Catholic uh, mass in the United States. Thank you, everybody, for listening to this podcast. If you like this format, please let me know by reaching out on social media. And so I know that to keep producing shows like this. This music on today's episode was provided by Kevin MacLeod. He has a website called Incomptech.com where he provides excellent royalty-free music. You just have to give him recognition, as I'm doing right now. The songs that I played were uh, Wish Background and Deck the Halls A. So uh, thank you, Kevin, for producing awesome music that creators like myself can use for free. This holiday season, I want you guys to you know, take time and enjoy it with friends and family. And remember that 
it doesn't take a lot for us to be happy. That's one of the lessons that I I learned in Peace Corps. Uh, rather than focusing on those material goods, as many of the people who uh, shared their stories on this episode said, uh, just take time to enjoy those loved ones in your life and, and slow down and remember that the holidays are about coming together and spending time with those who are important to you. Well, I wish you the happiest of holidays. And until next time, every volunteer has a story. What's yours? <laughs>